0: We have gathered here to get together today to play the Forgotten Hive by Goodman Games written by Bob Brinkman. This is a level one adventure that I have raised up to level three, so it's going to be a bit more challenging, but that gives your characters a little more they can do instead of being puny little level ones.
1: Raise up, raise up. So Emily, I have a question before we get going. How many many, uh, times have you DM for the show now? What number will this be three or four? I think. Follow up question Are you trying to gun for my job?
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am not quite ready to do a full, uh, long campaign, so no, you're safe. Uh, one, Phew. two, that's
1: job security right there, baby. <laughs> three,
0: I think this is number four. I don't know why. Five. Oh, I did, a, wow. I did a Christmas one. Happy Jack, Elise.
1: Clockwork Tower was the
2: first one.
3: Red oh, Wolf. Clockwork yeah. Tower. Oh, yeah. Holy That's not on my wow. list. Wow. wow. Damn.
2: Bill, you got to step it up, buddy.
3: Making us look bad. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. <sighs> I mean, Bill and I are tied with DMing once each.
0: So. <laughs> and I have actually run this one before at IPCon twice. So this will be the third time running the Forgotten Hive. Everyone loved it,
3: so I'm really excited. Everyone said it's really fun. No pressure. No pressure. I mean, third
1: time's the charm. Obviously, this is going to be the best run-through.
3: Obviously.
0: Are we ready?
4: Let's do it. Born.
0: Uh, Before we begin, I just want to make sure y'all know that a sapper is a soldier responsible for tasks such as building and repairing roads and bridges, laying and clearing mines, etc.
4: I did not know that.
0: Not too long ago, goblinoid forces from a rival kingdom began laying siege to a border keep. The attackers dispatched sappers with orders to burrow through the ground and breach the walls of the keep. But to the shock of the goblins, a large portion of the outer wall collapsed into the ground much earlier than expected, crushing them. The sappers, it seemed, had unwittingly burrowed under an already existing cavern system and had no idea how rapidly things would collapse. The battle was immediately joined and the defenders carried the day. But with the ruined keep providing little to no protection, the human forces retreated. And now the keep lies abandoned. This leaves the newly exposed caverns ripe for exploration. Rumors of the great treasures that must lie within such an ancient and hidden cavern system reach your ears. Certainly, if the caves were unknown and sealed away for so long, they must have been intentionally hidden to protect some great secret. Perhaps rumors of the Imperial burial chamber are real. So, y'all want to tell us a little bit about who you are, starting with John?
2: My character is named Biggus. Biggus is a forest gnome rogue. He's sort of a uh, fast talker type of guy. He, uh, you know, sort of always trying to play a trick on somebody, maybe make a little bit extra money. And anytime there's an opportunity to make, you know, to make some kind of uh, quick cash or something, he's uh, on board. And with this opportunity here and about this, he's he's all for trying to pick up some some wealth. Leland? Uh, I am playing a
1: deep-known wizard by the name of Blender. Blender, his, his, I mean, his real claim to fame is, of course, his famous older brother. You all might have seen play on the Gridiron Fridge, obviously, uh, during Fridge's stint uh, on the Crushing Giants. But other than that, you know, Blender was never really into, into, into sports, or he's not very athletic. He's, it's more of a, a book—a bookworm, little, little nerdy—but uh, he does enjoy playing with dead things.
3: <laughs> Ew!
1: I like
4: Blender already. Elena,
3: <laughs> I am playing a halfling fighter, Lightfoot Halfling, for what it's worth, named Galora Swiftfoot. She's she's just recently. You know, set her feet upon the road and discovered like loving seeing the world. And is basically uh, Galora. It may be tiny, but she's an adrenaline junkie, and she is also a foodie, obsessed with particular pairings of wine with meals and such. She's she's a good girl, and she can't stand by and watch someone else insincere need. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy her and Belle
4: today. I will be playing Chedbar. Chedbar the Nimble. Chedbar is a a dark elf or a drow, and he's a fighter. He is fairly small for a drow as well as for a fighter, actually. Not very intimidating at first glance, but he's used to being underestimated, and he likes to take advantage of that, actually, with swiftness and he's he's sort of a dirty fighter um he's not afraid to throw an elbow or headbutt you right in the nose if you let him so he's a little rough around the edges but um he's got your back if if a bar fight breaks out
0: so you're all traveling together the journey to the caves has been a long one a week from the closest outpost of civilization the now ruined keep lays along the disputed border with the goblins lands to the west it's been a month since the keep quite literally fell and things in the area have quieted down. Troops have moved on to the next skirmishes, and things seem safe enough for exploration into the newly revealed cave system. Moving to the map.
2: Chedbar's twice my size.
0: Because I didn't update the token. So pretend that's a drow.
4: Oh, there we go. Now. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't upset with his enlarged token. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Biggest? are you feeling threatened by his size? <laughs> N-
2: not at all.
4: Chedbar is used to being scoffed at because he's a little bit small f- for for an elf and, and also quite thin for a fighter, but he, he's confident. He can hold his own.
3: Can I can get some meat on your bones. He's wiry. <laughs> Sounds like you're hitting <laughs> on him. Oh, my. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I like his shield.
4: Chedbar is—he's not all that interested in romance. He likes to fight.
1: I—I—I I, 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 I may be able to help you there, uh, Galora. And I will—I pull out this little wand, and I'm gonna try to zap Chedbar uh, with my wand of smiles. <laughs>
3: Ooh, what? a wand of smiles—I like it. Could I you, like could
1: Chedbar? Could you make me a Christmas saving throw, please?
3: Purposefully fail. <laughs> Just in it. <prison. laughs> <laughs>
4: Um, Chad Barrow rolled an eight. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's only a DC 10, so. Uh, you are forced
1: to smile for one minute.
3: <laughs>
1: it seems he's into it.
4: Yeah. What? What's going on with my face?
3: Oh, yeah, he's having a great time.
4: Something's wrong with it.
3: I looks good to me.
4: I always
1: have been a bit of a a, a matchmaker.
3: You'd fit in right at home at the village. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Making your way through the woods toward the site of the newly uncovered caves, you nearly stumble over what first appeared to be several small piles of white flowers. A second glance reveals that they are parts of a once-elegant dryad, bloated with venom and torn asunder. The fluttering is not flowers, but thumb-sized albino wasps that are ripping chunks from the corpse and flying to the west.
1: So the dragon's flesh is, is, like, wood? So the wasps are, like, ripping, like, as if they're, like, almost, like, stripping bark, or is it actually look like flesh?
3: It actually looks like flesh underneath, Ooh, like, a barky okay. exterior, yeah. Gross. Mm. Isn't nature beautiful? This is just, oh, my gosh, like, wow. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> Does anybody want to give me a perception check? No,
4: oh, good, this sure. no. I don't want to look at this at all.
1: Ch-
4: Chedbar thinks it's pretty metal, so he's going to... You going to walk up and take a closer look.
3: 15 for Galora.
4: 7 for Biggis. Nat 20 for Chedbar.
0: Wow. Wasting them early. So Galora and especially Chedbar notice that these thumb-sized wasps are devoid of color. Even their faceted eyes are a sickly ivory color matching their skin, and their buzzing can be felt as much as heard. And they are... They seem to be moving with a purpose. They're coming, grabbing chunks, and moving back in a steady flow.
4: So they're taking chunks away and then coming back to take more.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You see, I've I've studied the wasps quite extensively. is is a hobby of mine, and they they simply follow this this chem trail that they lay down. Pheromones, one might might call them, and I assume it's probably leading them back to whatever whatever nest there there may be.
2: That's pretty interesting, but I've seen bigger ones than that. I mean, hand-sized, not just thumb-sized. I mean, those things—they can lift up a small creature like a like a, a rabbit or something. Well, but yeah. these are really harmless, really, in the, in the grand scheme of things. I mean, but but, but like like many things, the uh, thumb size is simply simply relative. I mean, look at the size of my thumb versus uh, the size of Jed uh, giant thumb. Well, yeah, look at my thumb. I mean, we're pretty close, right? I pulled my thumb up to his thumb. I mean. And hand. It's not too big a difference there. Yours is crusty, though. <laughs> Chedbar, bar, yours is all crusty. Why?
3: Hey, 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 let's not, let's not pick on each other. We don't need to call each other out for our bathing habits. <laughs>
4: sometimes sometimes your nose is a little bit stuffed up and you gotta dig for gold, you know what I mean?
3: Oh, wow. Okay, we're really going there. Okay.
4: I'm not interested in the bugs, really, though.
3: Yeah, interesting facts, Blender, but let's keep walking.
4: Well, you know, I've never seen, um, these wasps that are completely colorless. Doesn't that seem pretty cool?
3: Cool, yes. Getting my blood pumping? No.
4: Mm. Hmm.
2: What are they eating on? Kind of just, like, tearing her apart. It's
3: The fleshy parts of the tree, kind of. What is she? She looks like a
4: tree woman.
3: Guys, we need to keep exploring or else I'm going to get bored.
4: Would Chedbar know what a dryad is?
3: Uh, give me a history check. Ah, oh, gosh, you guys,
0: this is so boring.
4: <laughs> uh, ten.
0: <laughs> Being a drow, you probably, yeah, kind of have an idea that they are some kind of tree lady that they, they basically join with a tree. The tree is their home. That's about all you can remember.
4: Is it normal for there to be, like mixture of wood as well as sort of humanish flesh or is that There's, they're
0: still humanoid yes a dryad is a wood nymph so a fairy so they're fae
4: yeah th- this is this is a dryad they're like a uh, I don't know like they're like a wood person you know ah are pieces ever worth anything could you sell them um I don't think so
3: guys I, eh. I don't think we should be like taking flesh to sell let's just come on
1: I quite frankly, I, I find that there's immense value in in many dead things.
2: Uh, I think a corpse offers uh, quite a quite a bit of opportunity. Hmm. Keep that in mind. Maybe we'll uh, see, you know other people, uh, like friends of yours, that might want a piece of this. Oh no, no, I, I don't have any friends.
3: I'm your friend. We can be friends.
1: Oh, uh, sure. I mean, usually, my uh, you know the, the my acquaintances are often dead, but having a live one would be quite a change.
3: I think you need more live friends. I mean, we could go rock climbing. We could go cliff jumping, deep sea diving. Any of that sound fun?
2: Oh no, I I I don't know how to swim. I know a guy that's got cliff stuff that you can. Uh, I can get you a really good deal on. I mean, he a, there's stuff you can like, put into the stone and you can climb up it. If you're interested, just let me know. I got a guy. And my voice is
4: getting deeper. <laughs> does he uh, <laughs> does he sell crampons by any chance? <laughs>
3: Why do we have to talk about my female problems? Oh no! no. <laughs> a couple of years ago,
4: I was, uh, you know, having a couple beverages, and this big beast of a dude came up, saw the little guy in the bar, thought he'd push him around. What he wasn't counting on is that I had crampons on. Let me tell you, his shins never recovered.
3: Oh, that fight sounds so exciting. Was it? Was it really good?
4: Not as, as good as any, I guess.
3: Oh man, I can't wait to fu- let's go fight something.
1: What what type of martial technique did you you employ, uh, and what steps would you have taken to uh, perhaps replicate something like that? Uh, it
4: sounds like that could be uh, useful information. Uh, I don't know; it just kind of comes naturally to me, I guess. I've always been good at scrapping.
1: Oh yes, yes, I, I think you and my and, and my my brother would get along uh, quite well. Who's your brother? Oh, I mean, perhaps you've heard of him if you follow sports. His name's Fridge.
4: Oh, fridge! No way. He's a tank. I love him.
1: He's he's quite quite large. Yes. So what happened to you? Perhaps perhaps we should move as we as we talk. These kind of albino wasps
2: are giving me a little heebie-jeebies. The corpse is fine, though. Just to be clear. I walk over to the entrance and and sort of go uh, after you.
0: Uh, to the entrance of the keep. Yes. You're going to completely ignore the wasps. Yes. Okay. <laughs> what are we
1: supposed to do with them? <laughs> I mean, we could follow them. We could follow where they're taking the bits of flesh.
3: Oh, so it is fair. obviously
1: then it is not towards the keep. It's somewhere down a path or whatever.
0: So the keep is ahead of you, generally north-ish and the wasps are flying west-ish.
4: Could I roll an insight check on the comment that the DM made about us ignoring the <laughs> wasps?
0: <laughs>
3: yes, give me an insight With advantage. check. advantage.
4: <laughs> I feel like I should have on that.
3: You're such an insightful fighter. Whatever's most exciting, Galore is there, so.
1: Could I try to collect a specimen?
0: Yeah, roll me nature check.
1: Ooh. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> a 10.
0: <laughs> so you're trying, you got your eyes on one of the wasps that are flying around and it's-, it's Oh, claptic. sorry, I
1: meant dryad flesh.
0: You're gonna have to be more. <laughs> he wants <laughs> the dead stuff. More clear okay. about what you want. Yes, okay, so you go to grab a piece of bed dryad flesh. Uh, I assume you have some kind of little bottle that you can put this in.
1: I have a a small knife, and I'll take like a sheet of parchment that I can kind of, like a butcher, like wrapping up meat from the butcher, right? You get it in the paper, <laughs> the wrap paper. That's what I'll attempt to do.
0: Okay, so you go up and you try to you chop off a little chunk of it, and as you do, a wasp stings you. Take one point of damage.
5: Ow! 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 No, I I have come to the conclusion that it would uh, be detrimental to all of our health to follow this wasp trail. <laughs> Let's
2: move onwards towards towards the keep. Is 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 what I say. Oh man, that, that looks like it hurt.
5: Yes. <laughs> I tell you, one Hello? time
2: I got stung, and my hand swelled up three times bigger than than. Than it was, I mean, it was, it, I had pus, and it was disgusting. <laughs> uh, you'll be fine.
1: it uh, Was that from the, the hand-sized wasp that you encountered uh, as well, I assume?
2: No, 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 that was a different, uh, different thing. It was uh, these large bees, let me tell you about them. They're gigantic! I mean, they're the size of your head! <sighs>
0: Galora, give me a perception check. <laughs> Twenty-one. Off to the west, within the trees, you see a little goblin just watching you. Oh,
3: hey. Oh. uh I, like, stand on my tippy toes. Do I see it any better? On your tippy toes? Mm-hmm. No.
2: Did, do you zoom in? Uh, <laughs> you see on your tippy toes? It <laughs> you feel like You feel like you see it
0: better, but no, you actually just see it the same amount that you were seeing it before.
3: Oh. <laughs> Ched Ched Chedbar, there's a there's a little goblin. Look, 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 look. Hi goblin. Hello. Come over here.
4: Chedbar looks over where she's pointing. Do I see it?
0: Yeah, now that she's pointed it out to you, you see him too. And he's just kinda of watching you. We're just
3: kind of here for some treasure,
0: if you don't mind sharing. His buddy steps out from the trees and joins him. There's
3: two goblins there now. Hi, I'm Glora.
4: Yeah, there there's two of I'm Glora them. Glora Swiftfoot.
3: <laughs> I'm from the Shire, down that way. How how are you?
2: If you're here for treasure, there's a lot more down that way. This, we've already went in there, and it was empty. Watch out for the wasps.
0: They hide back in the trees. You don't know what they're doing huh. now.
3: We're friendly.
4: I think they're trying to hide from us. What, what are they up to? Let me go take a look. So Chedbar's going to slowly make his way, kind of making a little bit of a berth around the wasp he doesn't want to get stung and then circling around to those little trees where the goblins disappeared into to see what they're up to
0: as you move around into the clearing farther to the west you see a tree showing signs of disease and rot with the beginnings of a hive emerging from the trunk the hive glistens and drips a viscous pink substance that appears akin to honey mixed with fragments of meat.
4: Does it look like the, this is where the wasps are going to and from?
0: Yes. As you step into the clearing, the buzz of the swarm grows louder as they fly
3: in your direction. I, I think they're coming. Let's roll for initiative.
2: I rolled a a 12 on my
4: initiative.
3: 17 for Galora.
4: Dang, Galora.
3: She's a fighter with 4 to dex.
4: She is dexterous. Uh, 14 for Chedbar. Blender got a 10.
3: The
0: swarm zeroes in on Chedbar and flies over in his direction. And they will start to sting you. They can try. Yeah, 10? Does a 10 hit you, Chedbar?
4: Chedbar kind of sees him coming. He has a shield, which he puts up and kind of, like, swings his sword around. Get get these things away from me. What are you doing? I'm not interested in your honey or whatever it is.
3: Galora. Do you, I think, stepping through the wasps will sting me? Like, did Chedbar walk through it? They kind of now all join together in this big swarm
0: so they're not really flying, there's a few flying about here and there, but mostly it's just this big swarm that you're
3: fighting. Well, my halflingness I'm a little bit, you know, I got small footsteps, so I'm gonna have to dash up to this swarm, shield up, sword in hand. I've got you, buddy. This is exciting. <laughs> Chadbar.
4: So I'm being attacked by this swarm. Do I see the goblins, or are they still sort of out of sight hiding?
0: Give me a perception. 11. No, you can't see them.
4: Uh, Chedbar's determined. He wants to find out where these goblins went to, so he's going to sort of just hold his shield in front of himself and try and sort of crouch down and kind of crouch walk through this swarm that's that's coming at him and maybe, like, push his way through it. I don't know. He's not afraid of some some bees or wasps or whatever they are.
0: Okay, so you're just going to push through. You're not going to attack or anything.
4: Maybe while I'm... I'm going to try and stay really close to the ground because I am nimble and kind of maybe even push them like up above me with my shield form a wedge to get between them and the ground. And then I'm going to take my sword and just kind of swing overhead. (laughs) See if I can hit them above me. Scare them off at least.
0: Roll for attack. Uh,
4: 14 to hit. That hits them. Ooh... Very nice. Uh, nine slashing damage. You see this sword? It almost like glistens unnaturally more than a sword should glisten as I'm swinging it through the air.
0: Biggest.
2: I think I'll I'll run up behind Chedbar, sort of swinging my arms to get these things away from me. Taking out my dagger, and if one of them uh, is is near me, I'll I'll take a stab at it.
0: Basically, just think of the swarm as one thing that you're fighting. They're, like, so tightly packed, it's just a mass of wasps. So you could just attack the swarm. So, yes.
2: I take my dagger out, and I'm sort of swinging my... I put my hands, my one arm, my right arm up over top of my eyes and sort of so I can keep these things away from me. And I take the dagger, flip it over in my hand so it's it's on the backside, and I swing it out at one of these bugs... And uh, hit with a 22, I assume?
0: Yes, that definitely hits.
2: Poor bug. (laughs) And uh, so that's six piercing damage, uh, nine sneak attack.
0: Okay, so that one bug that you attacked is obliterated. It is impaled on your dagger. It is dead. (laughs) That single
1: wasp you've killed.
0: (laughs) You you got a few of them. As you're swinging your dagger around, you took out a few of the uh, wasps.
2: I sort of look at them closely for a second and then fling my dagger. Just sort of snap it out so that they fly off the end.
0: Blender.
1: Well, this is not what I wanted to do. I told us, uh, don't follow them. There's going to be towards some type of hive. I don't know why anybody never listens to Blender. So Blender will move kind of towards the entrance of the keep. Uh, still staying like 30 or so feet away from the swarm and the last sighting of the goblins, which he can't see right now. But he will attempt to chill touch the swarm as this skeletal hand kind of reaches out and tries to swat at them. Oh, man. 12 to hit, sorry.
0: 12 hits them. 12, 12 is their AC.
1: Stupid bees.
0: They're not wearing armor.
1: <laughs> Two necrotic damage.
0: The swarm is about now half the size it was when you first encountered it. But it is going to now try and attack Galora. I I subscribe
3: to live and let live. Don't
0: 21 to hit. Yeah, it hits. <laughs> Thirteen points of damage. As a bunch of little wasps oh. come down and sting you all over. Sting, 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 Jeez. sting, 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 sting,
3: sting. <laughs> ah! I'm a lover, not a fighter! <laughs> It is now your turn, (laughs) Glora. I'm allergic to bees, so I'm like swelling up and stuff now. But I take out my moon-touched sword, and it glows even better and looks even newer and sharper (laughs) than Chedbar's. And I will swipe back at the storm. That hurt! (laughs) A seven to hit.
0: (laughs) You're distracted by all of the stings. You can't quite get your sword
3: where you need it to go right now and that that is a miss. I'll uh I'll use my second wind to roll some extra hit points here. And I get 7 hit points back. bar.
4: All right, I'm I'm going to keep crouch walking forward with my shield at like a 45 degree angle trying to push this uh, swarm up above me and I'm going to swing again up over my head with my moon touch sword hoping to replicate what I did last time. And I think that'll be a hit. 16?
0: Uh, yep, that hits.
4: Seven points of slashing damage.
0: That is enough. The swarm is now mostly destroyed. Whatever little scragglers were left, fly away back to the tree and hide. I
3: don't... I like fighting, but I don't like killing things that could have just left us alone. Chet Bar, don't do that again.
4: Well, I was just trying to see what these sneaky little goblins are up to. Hey, hey goblins, where are you? Just, just leave Come them out. alone. So Chedbar's going to keep walking sort of toward where he last saw them. Um, and if he can't find the goblins, he'll maybe stop to take a peek at this. He said it was like a hive, essentially, like a beehive, right? Or a wasp hive? Yes. Um, so I guess he'll he'll continue to walk in the direction that he last saw the goblins and stop on his way to take a closer look at this hive.
0: The tree that the hive is in is, is dead, is very dead. And with your knowledge of dryads, you know this, the tree being dead probably is why the dryad is dead, because they are connected, their life forces are connected. So the wasps having infested this tree is what killed her.
4: Hmm. And being a drow, I'm not the most beloved of elves, but we still kind of try to. You know sort of live in harmony with the environment that we live in which is not above ground most of the time but so seeing that i think i am going to swing back with my sword and try to chop that hive off of i'm a little bit ticked off for one that the swarm attacked me and also seems to be doing harm to this tree in the dryad so i'm going to try and knock it off of the tree
0: and you've never seen wasps like this before. They these are totally alien creatures to you.
4: Uh 19 hit.
0: 19 you hit you hit it and it falls out of the tree and where the hive had been there's just rot and decay and the tree kind of crumbles in on itself and the hive hits the ground and kind of bounces a little bit and a few more wasps fly out of it.
4: Well, uh, I guess there's no saving that tree. I think maybe this has something to do with why this this dryad uh, person over there is dead. This These wasp things seem to be hurting the environment.
3: We need to be careful when looking for the treasure.
4: You read anything in your books about this sort of thing there, buddy?
3: Oh, I mean,
1: I've read quite a number of things. Uh, but look at this beautiful death. It's, it's always around us. It's, it's it's the nature of things. I mean, things die, and then uh, people like myself bring them back. I mean, it's, it's just how things work.
4: Uh, I guess so. Okay, can I sort of poke at this hive and try and like dissect it a little bit? Sure. So again, I'll just use my sword. I kind of don't want to get too close, because I'm a little bit weirded out by it. But I'm going to try and pierce it, and then slice down a little bit to open it up a little and see if there's anything inside that can give me more information about what's going on
0: it mostly looks like a normal hive other than the the honey is is pink and has chunks of dryad meat in it but you think this might be worth some money
1: oh you 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 know i mean i mean for 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 the, the the uh investigation of it all and you know the, the, the kind of uh, experimental methods uh, perhaps I'll, I'll try a bit of this uh, honey and a uh, blender will scoop some up on the tip of his finger and bob it right in his mouth
0: you start to feel angry just beyond reason you're just so upset you become in a rage
5: I've, I've had it. I've I lived in Fridges' shadow for far too long. His shadow is huge. You've seen his shadow. You
1: Like, like, smack Jet Bar on the shoulder.
5: You know how big he is. His shadow is monstrous. How, 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 how am I supposed to ever live up to this? I hate sports. I just want to read my books and, and bring back my dead things. Ah!
4: Yeah, brother, that's it. Channel your inner rage. That's how you become strong. <laughs> Don't look at me. I
2: don't follow sports.
3: <laughs> Neither do I. We just let the dead die, you know. Uh, but I, I won't judge you. It's just that the dead aren't very exciting. So, like, I'm not really into it. But, like, maybe you're into it. I mean, if you want to go cliff jumping with me, that's fine, too. Like, I'd be okay with that. So.
4: so, Chedbar, I don't know if you think it's reasonable, but I think he maybe puts two and two together that this little burst of anger came from... Tasting it, so he's he's gonna reach down and grab this, you know, maybe uh, maybe this could come in handy. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it. He's gonna pick up the hive and uh, he maybe try and put it in a, a bag or, or something that would contain it a little bit.
2: Yeah, Vigus will walk over next to him and go, anger, honey.
3: Hmm,
2: <laughs> it does have a ring
3: to it. I know, but like the world is such an angry place. We need more love and like positivity. We don't need more anger. Yeah, but everything has a balance and a price. S-
4: some of us need a little bit of an edge in the fighting pits, you know, to put some food on the table, okay?
3: Yeah, fine. I can't really open my eyes right now because, like, I'm allergic to wasps. Oh, and- dear God, your whole head's swelling up. Yeah, can any of you heal me or no? That's uh, not oh, a I, I
2: don't know anything about healing anything.
3: Okay, um...
2: Oh. Here, let me get the stinger and I walk over and pull it. The stinger ah. out of her face. Mm, that did sting.
3: Is that why they call it a stinger?
4: Oh, it's still pulsing. Ew!
3: Okay, Are you feeling um, more angry? No.
2: Mm.
4: You want to? No, I'm
3: not an angry person. Like I, uh...
4: I won't judge your, your way of doing stuff if you don't judge mine, okay?
3: Alright, well, I might suck at fighting, but uh, I guess we'll just keep going.
4: So, you took
2: quite a bit of damage there, Galora. Are you close to death? <laughs> Just out of curiosity. Are you looking pretty pretty bad?
3: The 13, I got 7 back with my second win. I'm 22 out of 28. I'm okay.
2: Alright, alright,
3: alright. I'm a fighter that's got some hit points, so it's okay. And a lover. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a lover first. And then a fighter.
4: That's a good multiclass. <laughs> fighter with a with a dip of, dip of bard.
3: I mean, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the concept I created in my mind, but, you know, back at the Shire, where I'm from, supposedly, we have an army, and you have to do some mandatory service, so I was made to become a soldier, but a halfling soldier is really just kind of like, you know, doing the drills and push-ups. I've never really done too much other than that. <laughs> <laughs> like, a, like a Swedish army or something.
4: <laughs> All right, so um, Chedbar's going to say... Well, Galora, if it gets any worse, um, you know, I've never done it myself, but I've heard you can, like, poke a hole kind of where your Adam's apple is to help people breathe, so.
3: No, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm alright. Thanks. Thanks for offering, though. Um, if you ever want to, like, do something fun, like go sailing, I would love to learn. Someday you could come with me.
4: Yeah, I mean, maybe. If it doesn't cut into my fighting time. A- anyway, uh let's go find these little goblins. Where are they hiding?
3: No, we're here for treasure.
2: Yeah, let's go inside. Uh, those those guys they they're not of any importance. Unless they're here to buy something. Well,
3: uh, I have nothing to sell, so Mm-mm. You guys want some honey?
4: No response?
0: No, you don't see them.
4: I guess if you say so. Let's let's do what we're here for.
0: Like this is actually what is written here is not because you guys have been taking so long. It says, "At last, you approach the remnants of the border keep." <laughs> 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 Easily distracted, but also you, you yeah, see my flaws. <laughs> no, yeah, you know, this is awesome. I love you guys. <laughs> at last, you approach the remnants of the border keep. Even at a distance, you can see where the outer wall collapsed when the sappers undermined both the wall and the previously undiscovered cave system. You can hear what must certainly be the wind howling through the piled rubble, though in some dark part of your imagination, it sounds like the screams of the restless dead. The cave system has long been sealed away, with only a small vent opening to the surface. While the air is safe to breathe, it is dank and foul-smelling. The entrance to the cave itself is followed by what looks to be a long, steeply sloping tunnel filled with heaps of unstable-looking debris, and above the sound of the wind, the scraping noise of stone on stone. The atmosphere is warm and oppressively moist. Uncomfortable, but not dangerous. The walls all appear to be naturally formed from limestone, the tunnel quickly narrowing to just five feet wide and tall. It is dark beyond the entrance.
1: Finally, some fresh air.
3: I can't see in the dark. Um, I, That's why I have this sword. It's way better than than Treadbar's sword, by the way, if I haven't said that yet.
2: Um, I don't know about you guys, but I feel moist.
3: Oh, uh I feel okay
4: you know yeah it's gross living underground in this sort of air is quite good for your complexion. trust me
3: yeah, your complexion's pretty close to something that blender would like to work with you know what I'm saying.
4: Thank you for noticing <laughs>
3: yeah so gross <laughs> you look like you've been in a grave for ten years. <laughs>
1: Oh, yes, I I think you look quite fetching. Yes, thank thank you, Blender.
3: So to get down into the
0: cave system, you do have to climb somehow or find a way down. It's not an easy slope with unstable rocks everywhere. It's not going to be just stepping down in there. It's it's, it's,
3: it's a fair distance down. Big is here, pretty stealthy.
2: Well, I got these little python things here. We can pound those in and put this rope on it and I sort of take Oh my him goodness.
3: My oh my goodness. <laughs> tie,
2: him, tie him up. So I like rock climbing. <laughs>
3: That's yeah. why I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, I can set you up with some of these. Uh, we'll talk later. And sort of throw the rope down.
3: What about hang gliding? I want to go hang gliding.
2: I, I suppose
1: this is where we part. It was certainly a pleasure adventuring with each of you. Again, I'm not much of a, an athlete, uh, unlike my brother.
4: Chedbar comes up and kind of smacks him on the shoulder and pulls him in for a rough hug. You got this, buddy. I have faith in you.
1: Well, uh, perhaps I could have a little bit more of that honey before we start to descend.
4: Yeah, yeah, I like you when you've had the honey. (laughs) (laughs) So Chedbar reaches into his bag, pulls it out, and hangs it up for some to drip down onto uh, Blender's hand.
3: Feeding him honey. <laughs> yeah, he'll hold out,
4: hold out his little deep gnome hand. Thought you it.
3: said you weren't very a sexual person. Collect a bomb full. <laughs>
2: How far down the slope? Uh, describe, like if I tie this rope off, can we sort of hold onto it and sort of work our way down, or is it a really steep cliff?
0: It it is not super steep, but it is very unstable. So give even hold on to the rope, give me um, either survival or athletics or acrobatics.
2: I, I tie it off on there and I go, yeah, these, these things work great. I, I, I know a lot of people that have said they're fantastic. And I start to pull back onto the rope. I rolled a four. So uh, <laughs> I'd like to say the Python didn't hold.
0: <laughs> okay, give me a deck save. 20. So you start climbing down the rope. The python pulls out, but you are able to catch yourself at the last minute, and you somehow nimbly step from loose rock to loose rock all the way down and kind of skitter down at the bottom and save yourself from getting any damage.
2: I'll, I'll look back up. That was a defective one. Uh, they were all trials and stuff here, and I throw a couple up. Beat these into it. It'll hold a lot
4: better. Chedbar looks over to um, Galora. Is is that how you're you're supposed to do rock climbing? It doesn't seem like how I've had it described.
3: We we don't really rock climb in the Shire, so like I'm new to this, but like I think. Um...
1: <laughs> I love rock climbing, but I've never done it before. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. But like I'm
3: gonna give it a go. And in Gloria rolled
0: a twenty-two. You uh, just nimbly climb down, and you you. It's almost like you can sense where the rocks are going to move and which ones to step on and which ones not to, and you very easily make it down to the bottom. It's so, oh wow, this is so
3: exciting. I need to do this again. Go back up? Anybody?
4: (laughs) (laughs) Chedbar rolled a 16 on his acrobatics check.
0: You don't do it quite as, as elegantly as Galora does, but you are able to get down to the bottom without any scrapes or bruises.
4: Yeah, come on down buddy, it's not so bad, I promise. I'll catch you if you tumble.
3: I'm assuming it's dark down here. It is dark. So I'm gonna, my sword doesn't glow if it's sheathed. so my sword is in my hand, just so like I could see within 15 feet and then it's dim light after 15 feet for another 15 feet.
1: Uh, Blender will kind of slurp at his cupped hands and, and chug down the honey that Jeopard <laughs> dribbled oh, no. into his hand. <laughs>
5: if you don't, if I fall, uh, you don't catch me. I'm gonna be, strong gonna feel so angry. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take your corpse and reanimate it, and I'll make you my
3: servant. Uh. That means you have to kill him and, so that he's oh a corpse. <laughs> Calling him a corpse.
1: Six for his acrobatics.
0: <laughs> <laughs> make me a dex save, please.
1: Three, for my dex
0: save <laughs> 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 oh, oh no. no. What a wizard! You're just you're you're just vibrating with rage, and you can't control yourself, and you just completely misstep, and you tumble all the way down to the bottom, where you land in a heap.
4: Chet bark and catch.
0: Give me a, a dex check.
4: I have a maneuver.
0: Uh
4: huh. <laughs> called bait and switch. When I'm within five feet of a creature on my turn, I can expend a superiority die to switch places with that creature. So that's something that Chedbar can do. I'm not sure that I really want to spend a superiority die on this, but <laughs> I would like to argue that because he's used to grab, grabbing his allies and, and throwing them around in combat, he's going to try and like pull from that skill to, to grab... Um, to grab blender as he gets to the bottom of this hill and
0: give me give me an acrobatics with advantage
4: chedbar realizes he can't do much um about blender falling like 75 percent of the way down but that last 25 percent, he's gonna try and like pick him back up and dust him off on his feet almost to make it look like he recovered save his pride a little bit
3: but he wants to kill an enemy you just remember
4: (laughs) all right adjusted 20
0: A twi- okay, so yes, you are able to have the damage he would have taken from the fall by catching him at the end and then giving him a soft spot to land on. So instead of taking two points of damage, you will take one point of damage. Totally
3: worth it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's
0: the
5: wasp all over again! Damn it! bar <laughs>
4: <laughs> You know, what? what doesn't Break your legs makes you stronger, buddy. You'll get used to it.
5: Uh, in fact, that is act- actually incorrect. If I shatter my femur, I, it remits itself together. I it will never be as
3: strong as I once was. I can't understand you when you talk like that <laughs> fast. <laughs> I
4: don't know what a femur is, but l- let's just keep going. Blender is just like,
1: I'm not sure how, how long the, the rage lasts, but he's like still like vibrating.
0: <laughs> <laughs> 10 <laughs> minutes. Like yelling. 10 wow. minutes. 10 minutes. You're vibrating. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's a pretty good battery life
1: I <laughs> know <at all>. <laughs> I mean he is a, a travel blender <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ahead of you the path splits One way goes straight ahead The other curves to the east To the north you can hear the sound of running water To the east is silence
3: Oh, running water we could like we could go rafting. Oh, this could be so fun. Let's go. I forgot my raft. Dang it. <laughs> I got to <a> pee. <laughs> <laughs> Just a second. And I go over.
2: <laughs> I go over to find a, like a corner and and relieve myself for a second.
3: Just
5: a second. Ah, the only thing I hate worse than running water is is public urination.
2: <laughs> I can't help it. Every time I hear water, I gotta pee. I'm sorry. That's
5: why I hate running water. You gotta pee? I just,
3: ah, I hate myself right now.
1: And Blender will also start to urinate. <laughs>
5: I really want to go this way
3: because all the treasures are always hidden behind the um behind the waterfalls. Yeah. I can't swim. I can teach you (laughs) (laughs) lesson ones today buddy (laughs) which way
0: do you want to go i'm gonna go to the water but that's just i've made that clear
3: might as well go to the water now i've already relieved myself you can pee while you learn to swim
2: i know how to swim
3: i know i'm talking to blender oh
5: have you, that, that's, that's asinine. Have you not heard about, about the, those little parasites that swim up your urethra when you urinate underwater?
3: I, I mean, uh,
2: nope. <laughs> we don't
3: have those in the Shire.
2: What's a urethra?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Stop talking about my female problems.
4: You read my mind, Biggest. <laughs> All right, l- let's go. Come on. Just hang on to that rage. We might need it later. To the water. I follow.
3: Don't go too far ahead, I can't see that far. The waters of the river are not overly wide,
0: but there is obviously a fast current and in places, white rivulets of foam where it flows over rocks hidden beneath. Black waters rush from east to west, filling the air with an angry elemental roar. Long stalactites jut from the ceiling and the tunnel seems to continue on the other side. The stones along both sides of the river look damp and slippery.
4: How wide is the river?
0: The river's about five
3: feet wide oh, okay. in, this, in this spot.
4: So we could maybe even jump it.
3: Oh, jumping jumping river sounds fun. Step on the rocks!
4: Uh, they look a little slick. I think the best bet is a running jump. I've done this before. Just stand back.
3: Oh, you're going to break your nose, aren't you?
4: Yeah, I've done that before, too. But not this time, trust me.
0: Remember that the stones along the riverbed are, uh, the riverbank are, are wet and slippery and mossy and covered
3: and... The tunnel's only five feet? And the tunnel's five words, feet. He's, he's gonna go hit his it. It. head. Yeah, he's gonna yeah hit go, his go head. for it. Let's, let's see what happens. <laughs> Just jump. Poof,
4: <laughs> oh, right. I'm forgetting that the ceiling is so low. <laughs>
0: yeah. Above the river, it's a little higher. So it's like the river's, like... Cut through the, the stone of the mountain, so it's right where the river's flowing is a little higher. But the tunnels on both sides are about five foot.
2: Look, it's a little low, but if the tallest guy goes and makes it, then we're all gonna be okay.
3: Why don't we just sw- swim? And then I look over <laughs> at Plunder.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's still so vibrating. He's like his teeth are like clenched, and you can like hear them grinding.
3: You can do
0: it. It's not that deep. Who's next to the water? Jedbar is. Give me a perception check.
4: Uh, 18.
0: You look down into the water, and you can see that there are there is just teeming with masses of fish. And these fish are visibly larger relations to the quipper. They have large molar-like teeth suitable for te- tearing flesh and giving their mouths a disturbingly humanoid appearance.
4: Um, you know, on second thought, um... I've seen these fish before, and you don't want your toes slipping into the water. Come, come, take a look. You'll see what I what mean. What
3: about our urethras? What about your urethras?
4: Again, I don't know what that is, but <laughs> yeah,
3: I, I'm gonna write it down.
2: How do you spell it? Is it e or a u? Uh,
3: your your
2: y o u e.
1: Uh,
3: I, I can't take this anymore!
1: I'm just gonna miss these steps to the other side of the river.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay! He's really afraid of the, the bites and the fish and he can't swim. And...
2: Holy son of a, how did you jump like
3: that?
4: Blender, that was awesome.
3: I didn't wow. even see you
4: do it! Give me some of that honey!
3: <laughs> <laughs> that looks so fun, I wanna do it, I wanna do it.
4: You know what? I can probably do that too. He made it look pretty easy. St- stand back. So, Chedbar is going to take a few steps back, get a bit of a running head start, and he's going to try and jump, like, I assume the rocks become drier further away from the uh, shore, right? Right. So, he's going to run until they start to look like they're starting to no longer be dry and jump just before that point.
0: Give me a dex save.
4: 12.
0: You rolled a 12, okay, so you run up and you miscalculated where the slipperiness started and your feet just slide out from under you and you face plant into the water (laughs) roll for initiative well that was a great show we should all get together on the discord the links on the website incorrigibleparty.com and i know they appreciate the patreon donations that paranoia playthrough was so funny don't you think What? The ambient sounds? Oh, that's from TabletopAudio.com. It really set the mood. But the intro and outro music was from Josh Jarvis. really should send him a message at jamesmercymusic at gmail.com. Oh, we all know that none of this will be possible without the wonderful Critical at Design, their biggest sponsor. Right, right, right. Yes, well. Some of us need to get up in the morning. Have a safe drive. (sighs) Oh, I thought they'd never leave.
1: This has been a Sounds of Steel production.